0: I'll look it up
1: blog talk radio
2: Time for cake and the metal hammer of doom, and I am your host, your mandated reporter, and frankly I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And tonight, as you might have figured out from that intro, we are discussing a new Marilyn Manson album, Heaven Upside Down Face. All right, it's not not upside down face. That's a uh, that's a Family Guy reference. Nope, just Heaven Upside Down. It's, this was originally slated to be titled say Ten ay one Say10, say 10. get it, get it, uh, and it was also scheduled to come out on Valentine's Day earlier this year, but uh, for whatever the reasons were, they, uh, it got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed, and now uh, it's been released as of October 6th, and they're on tour uh, supporting it. It's the Heaven Upside Down Face Tour. Um, I'm going to keep saying that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Heaven Upside Down Face Tour. And uh, I think Marilyn Manson recently actually had an accident where he hurt himself at cancel a few dates. But he'll be back out on the road uh, shortly. So he, uh, he got wish... hurt.
0: Have you, did you see any of that? I mean, just by what occurred?
2: No, but you know if you're going to just jump in like you are. I am. Damn TV it, you are. I am. <laughs> say this is your my own name. fucking introduction. Tell me.
0: <laughs> Tell me who I am. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Starcher here. Introing myself on the Metal Hammer of Doom. The dude got crushed by a stage prop and like had to cancel, I think, nine, I, I want to say, it, they either said nine shows or nine weeks were the shows. I imagine it was just nine shows. But there's video of it all over and uh, he was, like, climbing a pistol or something, like this large stage, well, you know, huge, oversized pistol.
2: Zone Falcon from monkeying around on stage. Just sing the it, fucking songs already.
0: <laughs> and then it fell over, and he had to leave, and he was – make every – almost, like, at least, at least three or four people were like, he was crushed by – I'm like, crushed? Crushed is an awful, awful word to use. <laughs> I think if somebody getting crushed, I think there's no. You are not getting up, and you are done for the rest of your life potentially. But uh, apparently, it isn't bad enough to where he's done creating music or anything. But it it was pretty serious stuff. Mark, we have a lot to yeah, talk like, his, about his, tonight, man.
2: His tour is still going on. Um, yeah, we do. I know you're not excited about this. Robert Cooper isn't even here. He's working. But even if he was, he would be just as not excited as you are. Um, I wish I'm he lived closer.
0: I would trade right now. I would say,
2: <laughs> Robert Cooper,
0: show me where the hammers are, and then you go ahead and take my place.
2: <laughs> I like Marilyn Manson. I have since Portrait of an American Family. Let, let's go ahead and just get this out of the way right now. Have you ever actually listened to any full-length Marilyn Manson LPs?
0: Uh, no. No, I have not. I mean, other than the big hits, yeah. that's that's pretty much okay. all I've ever listened to.
2: Okay, so you've heard the beautiful people, the beautiful people, wah, the beautiful people, right?
0: Yes. Yes, if you owned if you owned SmackDown versus Raw or you watched wrestling, you unfortunately had to sit through that every time you wanted to watch SmackDown.
2: <laughs> um I I sent you a song today. It's one of my favorite Marilyn Manson songs. It's Cake and Sodomy from Portrait of an American Family. What did you think of it?
0: Oh, that was I was over the top, which was not, you know, didn't take me by surprise in any way because i most of his songs i expect to be in that vein this is an artist who's i mean my goodness his reputation precedes him Uh, that is this is probably one of the artists uh musical artists that can act you can actually say that uh and it be true because you know what you're going to get if you are handed a Marilyn manson song now, here you go. What do you expect? And sure enough, uh, cake and sodomy was kind of kind of what I expected. I knew there was going to be there be some kind of agenda that he had, or he was going to be screaming about something that was either offensive
2: <laughs> or <laughs>
0: you know in, in some way, shape, or form.
2: Have you let, let's let's go further into the Marilyn Manson discography here? Have you heard? Uh, I don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me don't
1: like the drugs.
2: Like... That's how it goes. No. Negative. You never, <laughs> never heard... heard that one. Uh, you never heard I don't like the drugs, huh? Uh, how I about Spike's song? So. I'm not uh... a slave to a god that doesn't exist. Perhaps. I. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about uh, Antichrist Superstar? No, no,
1: no, no, no.
2: The album, Ant- the album, Antichrist Superstar is fucking amazing. It's probably,
1: it,
2: it's probably like for, for me and what I like about Marilyn Manson, it's probably like <laughs> like he peaked early, you know? Because right yeah, after yeah. Antichrist Superstar was Mechanic it was. Mechanical animals, and that's when he was going through the I wish I was David Bowie phase.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Um, uh, which, which
0: can I can I throw one out there and you tell me where it came from? Sure. Because the only the only sure. other one that I can know of off the top of my head is the Dope Show,
2: right? Right. The Dope Show I believe was Mechanical Animals. I'm checking okay. that now. Um just to make sure. Uh, we're all stars now. Now is in the dope, the dope,
1: dope show.
0: show, and he did the he did the cover for the Eurythmics. Um, sweet dreams. Oh, sweet dreams. Yes, and I know that one. I do know that one, and okay. I didn't so, hate yeah, it. The, but the again, that's show. a cover.
2: The, yeah, the Dope Show was from Mechanical Animals. As Is rock is dead, and I don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me. Those are those are the big ones on there. Um, oh, okay. I would say after after Mechanical Animals, I kind of stopped following Marilyn Manson for a while. I liked his heavier stuff. I was not. I, I liked some of the stuff off of Mechanical Animals, but I mean, this is 1998, and as we start to proceed to, um, I believe the next one is Hollywood in the Shadow of the Valley of Death. This is 2000, and I was like, and I was already bored. Um, I will say though, there are some songs on here that I did like. Uh, this is where the fight song comes from. Uh, disposable Teens, I think, wasn't bad. The rest of this, I I have no idea what the fuck it is <laughs> or <laughs> what it's all about. I, I did not care. Um, and then the next one after Hollywood is the, the Golden Age of Grotesque. I've never heard any of that. Eat Me, Drink Me, never heard any of it. The High End of Low, nope. Born Villain, nope. <laughs> the pale Emperor, Nope. <laughs> Born villain um, so yeah, like Jason Bourne. No, B O B O R N. Um, no. well, I was
0: hoping he was so, like, no, dabbling in soundtracks or something.
2: So now the first three I knew I, I was very familiar with: Portrait of an American Family, Antichrist Superstar, Mechanical Animals, um, Smells Like Children, which was an EP that had, uh, that had the covers on it, um, Sweet Sweet Dreams, which was the Eurythmics cover. They Another cover of uh, Screamin' Jay Hawkins' I Put a Spell on You, and one of my favorite covers of all time, uh, a cover of Patti Smith's Rock and Roll Nigga. Um, fantastic stuff there. So, uh, that, like I said, Marilyn Manson came out when I was in college. Uh, I was a freshman in college, and I dug it at the time, and just over the years, I, like, I'll just give you the difference between me and younger folks that got into Marilyn Manson when he was really hot. I never bought into the gimmick. I liked the music when the music was heavy and uh, angry and in your face. I dug it. I was like, all right, I get what he's, I get what he's trying to say. I get that he's pushing the envelope. And considering my my personality, especially at that time, I, you know, I was like, okay, I dig this. Uh, this is good shit. As I got older, I, I just grew impatient with Marilyn Manson. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I am no you can only beat this drum
1: so
0: much. I, I, yeah. yeah.
2: But kids, if you were a little kid when Marilyn Manson came out, like my wife hates Marilyn Manson, but it, it isn't just like, oh, I don't like the music. It's he scared the shit out of her when she but, was mm. a kid. So, Portrait of American Family comes out in 1994. I'm 18 ish, which would have made her 11. You see what I'm okay. saying?
0: Yeah. yeah. So,
2: again, if you're 11 years old and there's a scary looking, wavy guy running around talking about cake and sodomy, you know, and two years later, he's running around, you know, talking about uh, the devil and, uh, oh, God, what was, what, what was big on Antichrist Superstar? Um, the beautiful people and all that shit, you know, yeah, I can see where that would upset you as a child. I can also see where people would be like, oh, my God, he's so avant-garde. He's so out there. He's so edgy. And it's like, yeah, no, he's not. He's as edgy as any professional wrestler. That's that, he, he just has a gimmick, yep. and the gimmick made him a lot of money and got him a lot of popularity, but that's it. It's just a gimmick. And it was funny. I was listening recently to the Ready to Rumble uh, podcast that Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson did. I don't know if you listen to the Tony Schiavone podcast at all, but um, they were talking about Ready to Rumble. And, of course, at the one time or other, Rose McGowan and Marilyn Manson were dating. So Marilyn Manson was on the second season because she was in the movie. And Conrad asked him, like, well, what was Marilyn Manson like? And he was like, he was this really quiet, unassuming guy. Because you're not fucking, you know, because when you have a gimmick, you don't live your gimmick 100, you know, 24 uh, 7. You're, 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 no, you know, when you're not on stage, when you're not in the public eye, you're just a normal person, generally speaking. Um, and I think, and, and I think I knew, you know, I knew that at the time. This is all just a gimmick. I don't, I don't <laughs> buy into this. So it, it, it didn't stay with me as, as he would go on and continue to put out albums. Now, what's your problem with this guy? <laughs>
1: uh
0: wow okay well i i can say that i was very much like you first time i ever heard of marilyn manson i was i think it was 90 it had to be 96 or 97 okay uh it was when i got to broaden my horizons by going to college and meeting all sorts of people from all sorts of different backgrounds and it turns out the our, our neighbor in the uh uh adjacent dorm room I was a huge metal fan huge uh you know he 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 was on the cusp of liking all those bands that I remember sitting there thinking man at that time I wish I would have been listening to some of them but one of the ones that he was all about was Marilyn Manson and I I I, I remember seeing Marilyn Manson going okay you know there's so much theatrics here is it real is it not Uh, You know, what's this guy really like? And then you have all the mythology that's going on and uh, all the stuff that you hear, uh, the rumors going on around about this guy. Uh, So I didn't like – what I don't like about it is the fact that he's – the art that he's putting out there, the the message I guess you would say. I don't even know if it's a message. But, I mean, he's out there to entertain. And it just wasn't my type of entertainment. I do not – Want to listen to what he has to to say <laughs> that's and because most of the stuff that he's saying is stuff I don't agree with. I can take that to a point, Mark right? which I can have a civil conversation with somebody that doesn't agree with my point of view, but you know when it's constantly shoving it down your throat, screaming it at you, I, I was just like, okay, dude i I have better things to listen to Uh, at the time. uh, You know, I, I wasn't into this was right before I got into clutch and i really started to turn the corner towards metal and, and listening to hard rock and all that. Uh, so, but to this day, his, his demeanor, his, uh, the, the songs, the albums, just not my thing. Just, just not my thing. I'm not going to hate on somebody that likes Marilyn Manson. That's you want to like something that's perfectly fine with me. You can love his music. I, I'm just not a fan.
2: okay, well, I mean that's all fair. Um, i would I would say go back and at least listen to the first two albums. you You can skip mechanical animals, but the okay. first two, you know if you like heavy music, I think those two fit the bill, um, and and to me, I mean maybe somebody who's listened to all the albums can can say like some of his later stuff uh, is is better or maybe it's worse. Who knows? But of what I've listened to, I think he started off strong and then after that just got too full of himself, and it was reflected in the music. Like like oh, I said, there's well, a handful I, of songs on Mechanical. Right
0: we get to listen to some of that.
2: (laughs) See like this. All right. Let's transition into having upside down face. Um, Do that. (laughs) I'm going to keep cracking myself up by saying that. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I gave it a listen today as I was driving my son around. Yep. Me and my son were me and my three year old were running around. listening to Marilyn Manson, father of the who's got two (laughs) sons. And is the father of the year. This guy. This guy! Uh, I'm actually doing the thumbs right now. No one can see me. This is a podcast. Anyway. (laughs) um, So I was tooling around town, listening to Marilyn Manson. Um, I think that my one takeaway before we get into the first track is it didn't annoy the living shit out of me, which some of his music has in the past. I just thought this was a pretty straightforward rock album. But the other thought I had was Marilyn Manson is to, like, goth and industrial rock what ice tea is to thrash. Like, as much as we both love body counts, we both talked about how elementary his lyrics are and how, like, concrete and blunt he is to the point where we've cracked us both up when we reviewed the last Body Count album. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs>
2: You know, it was like, I think I called body count like thrash metal for morons. Well, this, this is, this again is like, okay, you know, yes, we're kind of a niche style of music, but we are trying to, you know, get a mass audience and it really comes across that way. This is, I mean, for what it is, this couldn't have been more mainstream and safe sounding. Um. I'm not saying that it's like, it's like right up there with like Kesha or anything, but
0: for what it is, <laughs> Josh Calandros did you see him share a, a Kesha song today?
2: It's no, funny you mentioned it. I don't that. even. I, it was the first pop artist I could think of. I was, uh, I was actually Gavin, in my mind, I was thinking, I was thinking Beyonce and what came out with Kesha.
1: <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, you wanna you wanna say anything else before we get into the first track?
0: Nah, man. Let's go ahead and we'll rock and roll. I'll pepper some things in here. I will tell you that as we mentioned before the podcast started, I, I have I have tabs up right now on my browser for the Church of Satan's Twitter, and I also have thechurchofsatan.com. Eleven rules of Earth. Now the reason this is is because I, I I had I'd watched a. I don't know if it was an interview or if it was a uh, a review today, where they were discussing the album, and he said that Marilyn Manson was a Satanist. Now, look, I was like, okay, is that rumor or is that fact? So, sure enough, I found a couple websites that, yeah, Marilyn Manson is a Satanist. So we we've got we've got a few things to pepper in between the songs. I might bring up about the Church of Satan and their rules. Not the church I go to, just to go ahead and let everybody else know that. But we're going to talk about it, Mark Radlett, so let's rock and roll.
2: All right. Here we go. Speaking of Satanism, this is track one, Revelation 12. Kind of reminded me of the old, uh, old school, circa 1994, 96, Marilyn Manson. I thought that was some pretty good stuff there. Very rhythmic. Um, Had some harshness to it. Typical religious, uh, anti-religious lyric. Themes. I thought it was good. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. It. One thing I've noticed. You know, picking out uh, and going through the, the the album or the songs on this album,
1: <clears throat>
0: most of his songs have some kind of like real catchy. I don't know if you call it a chorus or a hook that you can easily see people yelling and screaming and pumping their fists when they're in concert with this guy. Um, yeah, and I think a, a lot of that is because he does a a very uh, I would say it seems like he makes it a point to repeat a lot of things in his songs over and over and over, uh, and not not. I don't want to say it gets completely samezy. Sometimes it does, but you could tell it's like on purpose. You know, he's he's got stuff in there to make you sing along and ha- and have a good time while you're listening. Uh, so that's one of the things that I pick up. One, two, three, four, five. You know, that's. <laughs> As elementary as it gets when it comes we're gonna count you how to, we're gonna show you how to count the ten or whatever. But yeah. Um I can't can't say it was a horrible song, so I'll 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 give it a pass.
2: All right. Um this next one I don't remember liking this one all that much. I thought it was kind of- Marilyn Manson's music reminds me of my my younger cousin who, at the time that he was popular, was probably around elementary school and then as yeah, she hey. got a little bit older, she got into him real you know real heavy and this is the same kid who said corn was gothic music, and I almost <laughs> fucking threw myself out a window. <laughs> Years later, oh. she would extol the virtues of a band called Velvet Acid Christ. But there was a period, a dark, dark period, where she was trying to convince me that Corn was goth, Corn and Rob Zombie, and I was like, just shut the fuck up, um, <laughs> stop talking. Uh, but I, it's funny because like I can still hear her high pitched girly voice singing some of these songs, and so like. There are certain songs by someone like Marilyn Manton that I'll hear, and I can only hear it in Rachel's voice. So, <laughs> like, I've just so I'm driving around today, and in my head, I hear Rachel as a as a as a kid going, "I'm not, I'm unstable, I'm not a <laughs> uh, it, You know, his
0: stuff is very singable. I'll give him that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of content in this album where you just like, oh yeah, that's. It's easy to to recite this and sing it, sing along with them, no problem.
2: Yeah, this is um that first song. Like I could definitely I could definitely rock out to that live in concert. That second one, it, that second one is pretty emblematic of what I was saying before about him writing very catchy mainstream singable stuff. Um, that isn't very interesting to me, uh, but I yeah. can hear. I can hear in it where a wide variety of people who think corn is goth music would get into it.
0: I feel you on that. Uh, This right here, tattooed in reverse is a prime example of really trying to figure out what he is saying. Uh, I, I listened to this song probably two or three times just to try and, and I read the lyrics as well. You know, you think of somebody saying they're being tattooed in reverse. Uh, I don't know what exactly that means. So i was like, yeah, I'm, looking I. <laughs> I'm looking through the song. I'm looking through the song, and I'm like, okay, what does he mean? And I could tell you right now, if he's, I guess you could probably liken him to a poet. You can liken any musician to a poet. But when somebody really put something out there like that and i believe that a lot of raw emotion and feelings get put into many songs and i don't think marilyn manson is any different as much as i may disagree with his views he has a way of writing things that really take some time to try and pick apart and this is probably the most cryptic song in my opinion off of this album um it's an interesting song, and I'm unfortunately not going to pay enough attention to it to actually come away with an answer. So, if anybody want to tell me what it's about? Please feel free, because I will not be revisiting it. But hey, uh, good on you, Marilyn Manson. You got you got me scratching my head. Mark Rattich, before we go to the next right. before before we go to the next song, okay? Yeah. I want to read you. I'm, I'm going to read you two. We'll do this. I got 11 Satanic principles, sir. I'm going to read you two, and all you have to do is tell me if you agree with them or not, okay? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Number one.
2: Hang on. Before we we get into this, I just want to let the people know that my mother is Jewish, which makes me one of the chosen people. So I I just want to put that out there.
0: (laughs) All right. All right, then. (laughs) Okay. All right, so – now this is coming straight from ChurchOfSatan.com. This is copyright 1967 by Anton Zondor Levay. Number one, do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. What do you think of that?
2: Oh my God! I, I, you know what? Just that alone, I may now become a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> that be
0: prepared. Is, You're going to be surprised if you've true. never, if you've never heard these. Just wait.
2: Just wait. That is the most uh, brilliant thing I've ever heard. Is it followed by, if no one... Is it followed by, look, just shut the fuck up. No one wants to hear you talk. Is, is Number that Number two. One? Are you ready? So, Number two. Yes. Go do ahead. not
0: tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them.
2: Oh, my God. I'm I shit you not, dude. <laughs> so, uh, that's brilliant. Dude, I... Here, here, I don't even know if I want to talk about this because I, I found out the other day that somebody I work with actually listened to our Maryland, to, to our, uh, cradle of filth podcast. Oh, and, it, and it was, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> Cause it was a deputy and I was like, Oh Jesus. <laughs> what did you hear? <laughs> um, was he, a big, filth, was a, was he hey. a
0: big, was he a big cradle of filth fan? No, it was like, he just wanted he just to you know.
2: i i yeah, he he saw that I promoted it. And I've talked about being on. I, I talked about having a podcast before, and then whenever I say that, everyone acts like, you know, uh, you know, like I'm Howard Stern. I'm like, all right, take it <laughs> easy. <Am> I... <laughs> when, yeah, I don't I don't even have good numbers by other podcast listeners. You know, by other podcast fans. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, he was like, I, yeah, he was like, you have a good radio voice, and I'm like, well, thank you, and that was all he said. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, he's
0: he's keeping it he's keeping it nice. That's good.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> um, that being said, I, I say this next bit with with a bit of uh, hesitancy. But there, there's a girl I work with, and she is lovely. She is divine. Um, she thought she at one point thought Denver was a state, and I in turn told her she was very pretty. Um, which is my, <laughs> which is, you should use use that. By the way, use you know whenever somebody around you, especially a girl, says, I mean you can use it on a guy too if you want to. But whenever somebody says something that's ex- exceptionally stupid, just tell them how pretty they are. Um, <laughs> she gets told she's pretty a lot. But the reason I'm bringing this up is this particular gal has a tendency to overshare. So like we're in the middle of work and she's revealing to us it's it's just like, hey, how's your sandwich? And then she tells us about a trauma in her life. It's like easy. easy <laughs> <fucking price." laughs> she yeah. Now wait she might
0: do that on p- purpose, just so people won't talk to her.
2: Is she no, that's not the issue here. Um <laughs> she she could not wait to share some personal traumas with me. And like I, I don't give a shit. Um, I, I just don't I, care. Like, like I I you know, I I like her a lot and I was nice when she was saying it to me, but it's like like, oh my god, please don't tell me about your life. <laughs> like, uh, you, you open the door.
0: Anymore?
2: Yeah, I don't you don't you work at home so you don't have to deal with this shit, but it's when, about but to I change like, though. It's about say, to change had, at some point you had to have worked in an office or, you, or, you were, or you've had a part-time job or whatever. You ever just have, like, the one person who can't wait to tell you about their life and overshare their personal tragedies? Oh, my goodness.
0: All, you know there's that one person in every office that you're just like, mm-hmm. okay. I'm, I, you, you don't even want to ask them how their day is because you're going to get a lot more than, yeah, it's, it's going Cause, good.
1: Because
2: they'll fucking answer you. That's why. <laughs>
0: So, you you have to really like thread the needle between being nice, you know, walk that line between being nice and just being like, okay, I'm not talking to you today. I, I just a nod, a nod. That's probably what you gotta you, you gotta do. You just gotta nod and then move on. The, do not initiate third, any vocal conversation.
2: If the third principle of Satanism is don't ask questions you don't want answers to, I will declare myself a Satanist right here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: let's play another song. I'll bring uh, Principal Three and Four after the next song.
2: Okay. Um, this next one, and, and this happens a couple of times on this album, where Marilyn Manson and the people who put together this this album just fell in love with the caps lock. This is We uh, know where you fucking live. <laughs> Picks up and it gets to the chorus; it's good, but getting to the chorus is a bit of a slog. Mm.
1: So, <clears throat>
0: continue our conversation in regards to nuns from last podcast. <laughs> 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 ha- have you had a chance to watch the video for this song?
2: Uh, I have not.
0: Okay. All right. Well, and. Ever so much Marilyn Manson glory, uh, this video is comes right out the gate with a, uh, a warning saying explicit sexual themes, explicit violence, and from what I gather, now granted I didn't watch it all at normal speed, I put it on two speed and watched it as quick as I could because I was running out of time, but these, uh, Marilyn Manson shows up And there's a bunch of scantily clad nuns, and they have weapons, okay? And they lay waste to, like, this neighborhood, and they focus on this one house. And they go into the house, and they're, like, torturing this family, almost sort of like clockwork orange style, okay? Um, And they've got (sighs) – I don't know if there's a kid involved. I really don't think there was, but there's two ladies in the the house – and one male, uh, the dad, I assume. And like the nuns, like at w- w- one point, the the nun grabs the head of one of the girls and turns it towards the husband and pries her eyes open. And then another nun proceeds to sit on the father's face. <laughs> I mean, sit in my it face is...
2: and tell me that you love me. I'll sit <laughs> in your face and tell you I love you too. Sorry. Go ahead. Sure.
0: Uh, what is that from? Just you got to tell me the reference.
2: That's a Monty Python reference. Okay. All right. Um,
0: but yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's Marilyn Manson taking it to the nth level, trying to shock you, trying to make sure those anti-religious themes are in everything that he put at, puts out there. Um, and it is a little over the top. I'll, I'll I'll tell you, Mark. If you have the opportunity, you should watch it just to see. You know. He's trying not to lose any of his step, you know he's trying to he's trying to keep it, but you wonder if at some point that becomes passe does it get old or okay, dude, we got it you you mentioned it's just like man we mm. we, we understand, but <laughs> uh whatever i mean uh yeah, that's all I'm really going to tell you. just I'll just tell you check out the video that's that's and the song itself, okay you know what really made me this made me think of just just a while ago you remember how we were talking about in this moment when we reviewed in this moment and one of the things i said was how she had a vocal range on most of the songs which went from really quiet and then all of a sudden it's like screaming in your face and then you know maybe sometimes quiet again that's what Marilyn Manson does in most of his stuff. he He's real quiet, and then all of a sudden he wants to shock the shit out of you, scare the shit out of you, and he starts screaming like a bat out of hell. So, anyway, I just noticed that as well. Uh, I I don't want to say Marilyn Manson is in this momenting, because certainly <laughs> he's the icon, and I don't want to take any, anything away from his ego. But are you ready? Are you so, ready before we move on for for – for uh, three and four of the Satanist, Satanic rules uh, on the
2: earth. Yeah. Before we do, I, if you look in your Facebook Messenger, I sent yes. you the video from Monty Python stood on my face.
0: <laughs> I see it. I I'm I'm will watch.
2: I'm going to leave that up to you if you want to hear it on the podcast or not. Oh, I'm let's gonna, do it. Let, I'm I, gonna... I will
0: grab it right now.
2: Okay. So while you're grabbing that... Yes. While oh. you're grabbing that. why not not you go ahead and tell me about these? Uh, okay. These uh, Satan. Uh, satanic things. rules
0: of the earth. Okay. Here the you satanic go. Satanic rules. Yes. Satanic rule number three: When in another's lair, show him respect, or else do not go there.
2: Now that seems, seems appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Sir. Sure.
0: All right. Number four: If a guest in your lair annoys you, okay, if you you get a little upset at the person, treat him cruelly and without mercy.
2: <laughs> well, that's a problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that could cause issues.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't treat the neighbor kids cruelly as much as I'd like to. Um, they were in my house for about an hour today before my wife and daughter got home with just my son, and within like five minutes, I was ready to kill all three of them.
0: Oh, dude.
2: I mean, it. It's just, like, like, I don't understand how three kids could make so much noise and why there was so much banging. <laughs> like, every time. Uh, like, I'm sitting in the room. Like, I don't remember even what I was watching anymore. But I was watching TV, and it was just like, like, ew, Chris, ew! Like, if I, hear the, if I hear someone exclaim, ew, one more time, I'm going to punch him right in the throat. Whew. Everything is ill. And my son, who's three, doesn't understand the concept of what we do when no one's around is not what we do when we have guests over. So he's peeing with the door open, <laughs> just letting it all hang out. And I'm, and I, and the girls are like, ew, Jonas, shut the door. And I'm like, yes, stupid, shut the door. Oh,
0: yep. Yeah, I've been there, man. Trust me. I identify.
2: Uh, other people's kids are terrible, aren't they? Dude. <sighs>
0: I have, luckily, you know, since we moved here in April, we don't know anybody. So nobody comes over to our house, hardly at all, which is a blessing. Okay. But I used to live, I used to, I used to live beside three boys that range from the age of like 10 to four. And they were, if they were not trying to get into our house, you know, they were trying to uh, come over and play in the yard or whatever. Now, I'm a I'm a nice guy to a point, but I'm very I'm not very social, and just having to deal with somebody else's kids makes me want to pull my own pubes out.
2: <laughs> so yeah, you 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 feel my pain. <laughs> I do, right. sir. Uh, I do. I'm gonna go ahead and play the next track. This is track four. This is say ten. Get it? S a y one zero say ten. Get it? Get it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nudge nudge. Say no more. Say no more. Is your wife a Goa? Um, that is the second Monty Python reference in the same podcast. Uh, well, I'm just, <laughs> while I do that. You go ahead and pull it out of my face, which will probably be the best music we hear all night. <laughs> Podcast tonight, Ronnie
1: Adams
2: (laughs) of the Screaming Boy Podcast. He's on Messenger right now. We should invite him on. Oh
0: my gosh, he he would feel bad having to turn us down, but there is no doubt in my mind he would turn us down. He'd be like, no, thank you.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe after he hears this, he'll change his mind.
1: We take the face of all the dead in with all
0: There's some visual hijinks that we have are not privy to right now.
2: <laughs> no, but I really have the urge now to kick open my uh, the bedroom while my wife's trying to sleep and just and you know <laughs> with a <the> trombone, <laughs> just start belting that out.
0: Oh wow! Uh, uh, you
2: know
0: Monty Python. I'm already is off one. the market.
2: I'm o- I'm already off the market, ladies. Calm down. <laughs> Monty
0: Python is one part of the cultural zeitgeist that i am not privy to i do not know much about i know i know all the stuff like the 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 holy hand grenade but that's just because everybody just pushes. it's like it's like game of thrones i probably know 90 percent of what happened in game of thrones because i'm on facebook same thing with monty python uh although sit on my face is new so i've learned something new tonight
2: that's a, that's a new that's a new gag from Monty Python. See, a lot of the stuff people get from just just from watching um, Monty Python and the Holy, Grail. Oh, the Holy Grail. But they had a whole TV show where, you know, there was the dead parrot sketch and the the Ministry of Silly Walks and you know all all that stuff. Which if you've never seen it, it's all very funny. Uh, though my my favorite my, my favorite reference to family to um my favorite reference to Monty Python, Mon- Monty Python. I, I, was on Family Guy where where something happens. He was like, "I don't understand." And Meg goes, "I don't know what Monty Python is. I'm a girl," and I laugh pretty hard at that because <laughs> it's so true. Like every guy knows what like knows something about Monty Python, and if you ask nine out of ten girls, are just like, "What's a Monty Python? Is that some sort of snake?" So...
0: <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, yeah. okay. So, are you ready
2: for? In, well, I was going to say, we have anything to say about the actual song. We're, we oh, we're we we're going to talk up about on the lot song of tonight. Uh, yes, sir. Jeez. <laughs> well, hey guys, memorable. I'm
0: a Satanist. Hello. <laughs> I'm a Satanist. That's what I have to say about the song. Okay, I I did Yeah, it. I thought it was Marilyn Manson. I thought
2: I thought it was utterly forgettable. That's really all I have to say about it. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Told me with more virtues of Satanism. <laughs> Here we go.
0: You, sir, follow, make sure you follow number five, and that is do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. Okay, now, I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> trust me, I just did a
0: Google for Satanic mating signal, and I, I'm, I'm scared to click on things. So
2: The FBI is going to have a field day with you if they ever take <laughs> your computer.
0: <laughs> That's the truth. After the last two, I mean, this week and last week, yeah, the visual imagery is <laughs> pretty bad. Ah, all right, number six. Do not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden to the other person and he cries out to be relieved. I can okay. see that. I deal I yeah. with that.
2: With that last qualification, that made sense. It was like, like, do not take from other people. That it is a burden. Well, what if you declare it's a burden? You know, like, oh, <laughs> that TV looks like it's a burden on you. I'll just take that. They have to ask for help. I got it. Very good. Very all right. Very good. This is so we're hey we're we're the, five uh, out of
0: six, man. Five out of six, we all all right with.
2: Yeah, so far this is, it all works for me. This next one, Kill For Me, um, was released as a single on September 20th. So here we go. This is track five, Kill For Me.
0: Song kind of broke it for me, me, dude.
2: Oh, yeah. This is this is where you this, is, that, that, <laughs> this is where you quit,
0: huh? <laughs> no, this is where I was like, okay. I don't even I've never listened to his back catalog. All right. The song that you shared tonight, Cake and Sodomy, that had a message, that had a commentary on whatever. It wasn't strictly about him. What I noticed, though, was that a lot of the songs that I listened to in my first going through this album were a lot of the songs were about him. And this one right here is where I was like, okay, legitimately, in this album, I wanted to see how many times he either referenced himself or what the most common word was. Now, I thought my money was on I. I thought I, the single word I, would be the most uh, used word throughout this album. So what I did was I took all of the lyrics straight from Metro lyrics or wherever I usually get them and tossed every lyric to every song off this album into our word counter. Yes, that's right. Not a sponsor, but we use them an awful lot here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. Uh, And sure enough, the top, the top word that was used was not I, but it was me. Yes, that was the number one used word throughout every single one of these songs. It's used 45 times. And here I was like, I was, dude, it was seriously a long shot bet. I was like, is it really that self-indulgent? And I was curious. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and give you the top three words here. Number one was me. Number two was like. And number three, which is interesting, used 41 times throughout This album Now, maybe there's a chorus or something that continues to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, but the word fire, uh, which I thought was interesting. So anyway, but yeah, uh, uh, number five was I'm, by the way. So there's, there's, you combine those two right there, but number I, or the letter, the word I did not make top 10
2: at all. Have I ever made you listen to Knights or Ebbs join in the chant? I know I've mentioned it a bunch of times, but have you ever actually listened to it? This is the one where, because you, you said like they mentioned fire a bunch of times. That whole song is just repetition. And it, you know, and it goes, guns, 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 fire, 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 woo, join in the chant. And, and it just goes on like that. Never heard that. Never. Oh, we need, you we need to get some Knights of Reb joining the chant on the show tonight. Just so you want to hear repetition. <laughs> <laughs> I will find That's it. What well, fun. You, one. you
0: find me the link, to send it to me here this next song, right. and I will get right. it up. So,
2: here we go. This is Saturnalia, and while, you, while, while listening to this, I will go send you that Nights Are Red song. All right. Marilyn Mantone-y. Uh, but overall, you know, I didn't hate it. Long song, eight minutes.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's a long one. <clears throat> All right. for me, it was meh. I mean, I was I was mm. uninterested about halfway through. So
2: okay. whatever. Well, let's see what you think. Let's see what you think of this. This is from 1987's uh, J- Nights Are Ebb. Join in the chant, and if you love repetition, you'll fall in love with this song instantly. That song back in the day.
0: <laughs> what is, I, I got to ask, how did you come about finding the, I, I've never heard of this band in my entire life. So I assume it's like Night, German industrial or something or.
2: Knights are, yes. Uh, okay. And I look, a lot of that stuff I learned from going clubbing. Yep. Um, so Knights are actually British. Uh, oh, okay. they're a British Well, they were formed in certainly... 1982. Yeah, you knew they were European. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Yeah, I, I I've yeah, i going to say I've never heard of this band ever. You said they were formed in 82?
2: Yes. Okay. Still around? No. They Well, uh, actually according to this, they were they they were around from 82 to 95 and then they took a break and reformed in 2006, and are still going. Wow. So might yeah. have to
0: find something on Spotify, just see what it, it sounds like compared to that. I mean, I dug that stuff. I mean, it, like I said, you could feel the 80s through it, but still, you know, that, that isn't something I've ever heard in any of my 80s playlists. I, I can dig it.
2: Well, Dave apparently appeared on quite a few soundtracks. Uh, Saw 4, Grand Theft Auto 4, NCIS, Saw Six, Saw Seven, ca- Castle, the TV series, The Following. Um, and they had an EP that was released in 2011. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, if if, if you are if you like Knights of Reb, also give... Uh, I'm not going to make you play it tonight. But uh, give Front 242 a chance, specifically the one that we all loved. Oh, shit. Now I can't remember the name of the song. Um... Give me a sec, I will dig into the recesses of my mind, but not to
0: be uh, not to be confused with stomp four four two
2: nope um
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nope uh ugh. um front two four two uh was it was it up evil uh it might have been up evil um shit. And I can't remember the name of the, the name of the song now, but yeah, Front 242, uh, their early stuff is really good too. If you're into the, uh, you know, the EBM industrial clubbing type music, okay, this is gonna this, this is really gonna fucking annoy me um, <laughs> that I can't remember the name of this damn song. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna look for it later on and just like email you in the middle of the night. Like here, listen to it now. Here it
0: is. I found
2: it. Uh, I'm like seriously. I'm like looking. F- Was it Headhunter? Um, might have been Welcome to Paradise. Yeah, yes. Welcome to Paradise. Um, fuck it. Get, grab that one too. Here, I'll. Uh... All right. <laughs> like, you ever notice mean- that like the the more bored we get with an album, the more we listen to everybody else's <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> That's all right though. <laughs>
2: Um, I'm pretty sure this is it. Yeah, this is it. Hey, Paul, You don't have to be poor anymore. Jesus is yeah. here. Love this song. All right, here it comes.
0: All right, <laughs> let me read you. Let me read you. Satanic principle rule, rule of the earth number seven and okay. eight. All right, yes, sir. number seven. I I have a feeling number seven is really not going to apply to you in any way. All right. But uh, acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all you have obtained. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going with that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Number eight. Number eight. Do not – you're going to dig this one. Do not complain about anything to which you need not – Subject yourself, Facebook.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. All right, <laughs> I I sent you the front two for two song, uh, th- folks. If you if you tuned into this podcast expecting us to just do Marilyn Manson, consider yourself lucky. You're now getting exposed to like the early EBM industrial ever music of my youth, and that stuff I that may used to, go out even, to.
0: exactly stuff that may have even inspired the album that we're listening to tonight. I guarantee you Marilyn Manson's probably heard of a few of these bands.
2: Oh, absolutely. It, it, look, if he wasn't inspired by Night's a Reb and uh, d um and Front 242, My Life with a Thrill Kill cult, all those bands, then then, you know, then fuck this guy. He's a fake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck him! Apparently he heard one Nine Inch Nails album and went, oh, I'm going to do that. Um, <laughs> so you, <laughs> you, I like you, it you, you admit that you, you You admit you are inspired by Front 242 And Knights of Rip or fuck you that's what, <laughs> that's what we say here on the Metal Hammer of Doom um, You're not listening to this podcast Alright so I'm going to go ahead and play Jesus Crisis You go ahead and find a, a much better song
1: Alright i songs fight and the fuck too If you want to fight, then I'll fight you If you want to fuck, I will fuck you Make up your mind, oh, I'll make it up for you
2: myself i actually dug that song that, it's <laughs> you know, a tie between that it's a tie between that and revelation 12 to get put on my my 2017 mix of the year
0: it's a very <laughs> let's just say it's it, this is a song that is classic offensive Marilyn manson to me and unfortunately i find myself singing along
2: with it. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, yeah, it's really catchy. It right? succeeds. Like, <laughs> I'm in the car with a three-year-old going, you want to fight, I'll fight you. You call it a fuck, I'll fuck you. Tuck, fuck no. yourself in, Jonas. You want to fight, Yeah, yeah it, it, it is unfortunately a very catchy song. I want to stress, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, so... Here's another throwback from the past From uh, the dark days of my youth Dancing in the clubs in Suffolk County and Manhattan, New, New York This is Front 242 Welcome to Paradise
1: Hey poor! Hey poor! Hey poor! You don't have to be poor anymore Jesus is here! is here!
2: I, uh, I have very fond memories Of yelling that at the top of my lungs At the club Along with everybody else <laughs> We, we oh, dug man. the shit out of that I song wish, How good was that, right?
0: Dude, I you talk about a way back machine I wish one existed I would love to go back and watch you clubbing I
2: swear <laughs> that would be
0: one of the greatest That would be like There's a few things on my list Okay, stop the assassination of JFK Kill Hitler, watch Mark (laughs) clubbing.
2: It was very, very aggressive dancing. I'll tell you that much.
0: (laughs) Oh, man.
2: (laughs) It's good, though, right? How good is it? It is, dude.
0: Like I said, man, 19, you can feel the 80s in it. And when would you say EDM got it? I mean, really took hold and started. uh, Because that sounded good. It sounded like it was in the beginning. Uh, of EDM, but I assume does it go back further than that, or would you say about right at the mid '80s, late '80s is when EDM started to really catch on?
2: I no, I would say it was the early '80s because it came out of the '70s, and oh, okay. I remember it was '80 through like '85 is where it really started to catch fire, and then, um, and then it, it's by by '85 through '90 it started to flip between like that and industrial and then industrial kind of took off in the early nineties with nine inch nails and ministry and all of that. So, and then like by mid 1995, a lot of industrial, you know, what there was of it, um, was as, was, was as high up in the mainstream as it was ever going to go. And then it died off and went, no. <laughs> went back to the underground where it belongs.
1: Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs>
2: Let's uh let let's play the last three tracks here in quick succession. This is track eight. This is let's see how many more distractions I can come up with between now and then. This is <laughs> This is track eight. This is blood honey. again i got some feelings but i try to hide what i reel in i fuck every broken crazy girl instead of hanging from my ceiling that is the story of my life that's kind of
0: scary i mean that's really <laughs> that's really putting it out there and being emotional uh you know <sighs> laying your heart on your sleeve and your songs yeah. that's
2: yeah listen listen to some of I got you tied up, and I love it. Tied up, and I love it. Now, sit, now, why would I set you free? Now, you're tied up. You love it. No lies. Now, I love it. I'm not being mean. I'm just being me. And then he goes into the, I fuck every broken crazy girl. So, I keep my life for, like, I keep my head loose, but nose is like a beehive. I'm dripping blood, honey, et cetera, et cetera. And then back to being tied up again. <sighs> it's, a, well, it's a Marilyn Manson love song. <laughs> I...
0: I don't know. I know that you know this is his 10th studio album they said. Uh the guy's been around for over 20 years. You know, we watch how fame can propel somebody to the stars and they are just unbelievably famous uh, on the tips of everybody's tongues. And then you see the results of that sometimes and the emotional impact that it has on a lot of people. I mean, just going from an ordinary person who's putting their, bearing their soul in their art and music, and then they get, they get propelled, and sometimes uh, they they also get the bad side of press as well. I, I mean, there were a couple articles that I was just going through talking about how he, the Columbine, and how he was associated with the Columbine massacre, and how he was associated with that, and how that oh, yeah. affected him.
2: They wanted a, they wanted to blame angry white kids shooting up schools on fucking him and Ramstein, which was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> and and I mean that takes that takes its toll on anybody to be to be lambasted like that. I mean to be uh, to be defamed and 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 just become infamous because you made a song and that, I'm sure that takes its toll on just about anybody and this is probably a good song and a good representation uh of how he feels and of course what how he deals with it um man you know I'm sitting here thinking about Chester from Linkin Park and how you know that that man killed himself and had all this I mean he's definitely I wouldn't say as far apart from Marilyn Manson as as anything else but you know, he's up there in the spotlight, and he had to deal with things and all, of course, anybody who's thinking about suicide. I mean, Marilyn Manson just said he, he's, he's doing this instead of hanging from a ceiling. That's, that's a sad thought, uh, and I commend the guy for putting it out there in his own special way.
2: All right, as we start to wind down here, this is our title track, track nine. This is Heaven Upside Down Face. I can hear
1: the of smell the ash and sulfur. talons of battalion scratch at the sky like black feathers. Scorpion.
2: We have like four minutes left i want to get the last track in here before we go into uh non-live recorded time um because i'm not adding another half an hour to the show so here we go this is threat of romance <laughs> Just cut to the chase. Uh, this album is a solid B. Handful of fun tracks on here. The rest of it's not particularly memorable. It's not an incompetent album. It's just kind of there. Um, you know, I'm trying to be as impartial as I can. Maybe I'm letting some of my own personal biases slide in there. But, you know, if you're a huge Marilyn Manson fan, I mean, I know like, a, like the reviews on this album were a lot of, like, 9 out of 10 stars, five out of 4 out of 5 stars, that sort of thing. Just a, real quick, Metacritic gave it 71 out of 100. Uh, all Music was like four and a half stars. Alternative Press, four, st- four stars. Boston Globe, four stars. Consequence of Sound agrees with me, gave it a B. Metal Hammer gave it a three and a half stars. Enemy gave it three stars. And Rolling Stone gave it three stars. So, you know, I think I'm right in there with the average. What, do you, what say you?
0: Uh, All right, look, the other podcast I do on this network is a comic book-related podcast, okay? I've been reading comics for quite a while, uh, and if there's one thing I know, there are comic artists that I like and I love, and there are some artists where the work does not appeal to me, okay? Music's the same way. Uh, Marilyn Manson is an artist that falls in the ladder, unfortunately for me. But there's another, another another aspect of that, I think, and that personally... You know, he reminds me of that uncle that you decided to unfollow on Facebook because he was always shoveling that single-minded commentary out there for anyone to hear it. Uh, that's where he falls for me. Am I going to give it a thumbs down? No. I, I can't in good conscience give this a thumbs down in any way. The album was not un un un, un While I may have had <laughs> issues with it, uh, I'm sure there are plenty of fans out there that follow this guy uh, and uh, they've they're going to listen to this album and they're going to enjoy it. As a matter of fact, some of the reviews that I saw said this was actually an improvement upon the last album, which I think was pale emperor. So I will, you know, I will tell you to give this album a chance. Uh, it's, it's got songs on it that you're probably going to enjoy. And I guarantee you there's something on here that you're going to sing along with. So I have to give it a thumbs up, Mark Radlich.
2: Well, look at you being all fair and impartial. All right.
0: Now hold okay. on. I know we're getting into recording. Let me read you the last three of the satanic okay. rules of the earth.
2: Oh, by all means. Okay.
0: All right. And then all you have to do is yay or nay. Okay? Yay, you agree with it, nay you don't. All right. Okay. Number nine. Number nine. Do not harm little children. Yay. Okay. Number ten, do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for your food
2: okay don't be cruel to animals sure
0: okay number 11 the final satanic rule of the earth when walking in open territory bother no one if (laughs) (laughs) now wait get ready if someone bothers you you ask him to stop if he does not stop, destroy him.
2: All right. Well, I'm not going to jail for, for battery. Um.
0: <laughs> you, sir, <laughs> you are 8 Satanists. Yeah, let, let's
2: be realistic, though. <laughs> let's be realistic. A lot of that was just common fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, it's a religion made up by man, surprisingly enough in the sixties. Uh you're yeah. uh
2: Yeah. So
0: alright. Okay, I'm done. There you go. You learned something yourself, Mark Radlich. You can tell people you're seventy two percent satanic.
2: Yeah, let me go let me let me show up to work with the with all the gals surrounding me that are all fucking like, you know, Christian <laughs> <laughs> and and have one of which is a very educated woman who makes exponentially more money than I do and, and really got offended when I started bringing up the virtues of evolution versus creationism. Oh, boy. So, yeah. oh, boy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I don't begrudge her, her beliefs, but I, I was just like, how the fuck are you? a what? I, oh, never mind.
1: Oh, man.
2: <laughs> Well, with that said with that with that, with that, did you enjoy the uh, the non Marilyn Manson music tonight that's what's important to me
0: oh yeah, absolutely
2: yeah uh, well I've expanded your horizons you got some more stuff to get into you can go back and listen to a whole catalog full of uh that kind of music front two four two nights of Reb I wouldn't get into craft work craftwork literally just sounded like someone like you know hit auto on the Casio keyboard and walked away for an hour um <laughs> Well, you know I've heard
0: crap before.
2: Yeah, you know what all came out of this was KMFDM doing it again. At That's right. Freak's Truth or dare. So. <laughs> all right. Um, last week on the Metal Hammer of Doom, Jesse and I discussed the new Cradle of Filth. Also, last week was a Damn You Hollywood's review of Blade Runner 2049. We attempted to do an on trial for the original Blade Runner, and Sean was having problems with. Skype, so um, we abandoned it about halfway through. Um, At least for the first 20 minutes or so is me giving my kind of like half a review of the original Blade Runner if you're interested in that. Otherwise, it's just an aborted show that I'm too lazy to delete. Um, This week, we had a TV party tonight for Voltron. It was just myself and Robert Cooper. Uh, Next week, we'll have a source material for This is Planet Hulk. <laughs> ba da, ba da, ba, 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 calling Planet Hulk. Um, damn you, Hollywood, for Robert Winfrey's favorite movie of the year, Geostorm. Uh, we should have the gang all back together again for the Metal Hammer of Doom. We're going to look at the new Stray from the Path album, uh, Only Death Is Real. I'm very excited about that. I know, I know the guys are too. <clears throat> and then theater uh, on Thursday. Uh, we'll be doing an early celebration of Halloween by putting Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, on trial. And that's what we got going on for the uh, the month of October. Do you, make do sure you know if you're defending? Sure you tune- uh, I am prosecuting. He is defending. Okay. Make sure you tune in to our November 1st show. That's technically our Halloween show. We're gonna be reviewing Motorhead Undercover, which came out earlier this year. So uh give that a whirl. All right, Jesse Starcher, you're on. Make me proud.
0: Ah, Mark Radlich, always a fun time here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, I am a Metal Hammer of Doom guy now, uh, Mindy. Just to let it, just to let my wife know. Um <laughs> the, <laughs> the you could go give that Radlich in Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like. Uh, Stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. We usually try to post as much as we can there when something comes up. Uh, If not, you can subscribe to us via iTunes. Uh, You can go into Stitcher, uh, TuneIn Radio. We're right here at home on blogtalkradio.com, and we have tons and tons of shows in the archives. I myself, just like I mentioned, have a comic book podcast called Source Material where we talk about all sorts of fun comic book-related topics. Uh, we're reaching, we're em, encroaching on 140 episodes, so there's a lot of material you can go back and listen to if you're so inclined. Uh, now, I can tell you, speaking of aborted podcasts, whoo um me and Justin Thomas sat down this past Friday night and did a podcast commentary on Friday the 13th, Part 1, Okay. Lessons learned coming out of that is to the next time that I do a podcast commentary, I'm going to make sure that I watch the movie first before commenting on it. Because what I found is that there are long moments of silence where I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on in the movie, and the other guy on the other end of the podcast is trying to say something that I'm not paying attention to. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what you're going to see. <laughs> At some point, there will be – this will probably happen, and I'm thinking we're just going to kind of wait till Halloween just because get that kind of feel. But what it will probably be is what I call a condensed commentary where you can hear me and Justin uh, just talk about the movie as we're watching it, but it's certainly not going to follow along with the movie. But I can tell you this much. There's a lot of commentary about ponchos, and, uh, yeah, it just gets off the rails. So don't be – Expecting too much, that's that's all i got to say And as for upcoming, I think Screaming Boy's coming back My boy Ronnie Adams, uh, the aforementioned uh, non-Satanist himself Ronnie Adams will be uh, <laughs> com- bringing back <laughs> I want to make sure I preface that He will be bringing back Screaming Boy And Mark Radlich, I believe we have an invitation for you To join us this coming Monday Now how this is all going to be formatted, I don't know But I do know we want to do a commentary Pat Mullen seems to be interested. Uh, we're going to try and do something with the Monster Squad, so keep an eye out for that. I don't know how all Ronnie's got planned format editing, what, what whatever he's going to is do.
2: But Monster Squad is that the kick him in the nards? Kick him in the nards. Wolf oh Man's yeah. Have nard. Okay.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, Oof, sir. It's been
2: years since I've seen that.
0: Monday, Monday the 23rd is the plan. Now, I, I, I'm letting Ronnie figure all those details out, but I do know that I said that we ought to see if Mark Radlich wants to get in on it. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep an eye open for that. I'm done with all my plugs. You can follow me at Keel on Twitter. That's the last one, I promise. Mark Radlich, I'll turn it over to you. Take us out of here.
2: All right, folks. Thank you for joining us on our uh, review of Marilyn Manson and our side review of all the EBM hits that I, uh, of my youth. Um, We'll be back next week. Be well, be safe, and behave.